You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow. You're listening to the Extra Magic Hour, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Join the team in the studio as they bring you the spirit of Disney through park news, history, and tips and tricks to make your Disney Parks vacation even more magical. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extra Magic Hour, where a Disney Parks podcast brought to you by Walt's Apartment and the DizInsider.com. What do you get when you bring together a group of like-minded Disney Parks fans from all over the country? You get the Extra Magic Hour. Now hang on to them hats and glasses. Here's the best Disney Parks podcast in the wilderness. You just nailed that, Sean. That's not a good. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Extra Magic Hour. I am Sean. I'm joined by my awesome hosts here. Um, Ethan, how you doing tonight, buddy? I am very well. Thank you very much. Good. Well, good to have you back on. Sam, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. Um, my wife is uh, out of town this week, so I am uh, dealing with the house and puppies. And I watched my two grandsons today, which all you moms out there, I bow down to all of you because I'm completely exhausted from from watching my two grandsons today. They, my little grandson, Ryan, honest to God, fell asleep for like five minutes and then woke right back up and then just wanted to continue. He never stopped moving until about five minutes before his mom got here. He finally fell asleep. And then she was mad because he was asleep when she got here, but Hey, he he needed his rest, but yeah. So mom's great job. Brianna, (laughs) good to have you in here. I know you're, you're coming in every now and then because you're, you're busy saving lives. So welcome. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Yes. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we got some some fun park stuff to talk about. Um, we're just going to get into some Disney Parks news. There's a lot to talk about. Sam will do her Imagineer focus. Brianna, you have some travel tips or no? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. So let's get right into it. Um, last week, the uh, Magic Keys in uh, Disneyland Resort went on sale last uh, Wednesday, the 25th. And um, as par for any other Disney thing going on sale... Lots of issues, lots of computer glitches. Um, the, I will tell you this. There's no preference on who gets them and who doesn't get them because we logged on. We got them a little over three hours. We were on there. You have these big YouTubers and vloggers that were on that had to hold for eight hours and stuff like that. So that's not like they're giving preference. I don't know how you, you get in where you get in, but um, we, we're on some pages that like the magic key um, holder page on Facebook. And we we're reading some of the comments. People were waiting until like four o'clock in the morning, the next day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then <laughs> there, there was issues with people, but I saw one part that they bought four passes of the dream pass, which is the expensive one. And it said four tickets for $5,000. And then when they clicked purchase, they had an error message pop up. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And so you're on hold all this time, and then you had to call someone to have them fix it. So, yeah. so Not good. Glitches, as usual, for Disney parks, for Disney anything to buy. I mean, Oogie Boogie Bash. I mean, how long, how long did you wait for Oogie Boogie, Brianna? Uh, I think it was uh, seven hours, yeah. something Jeez. like that. It That's was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm really glad I did because it was one of the first days in September to sell out. I think they ended up adding more tickets because I saw it go back on sale. And now I think every day is sold out for Oogie Boogie. Yeah. So. yeah. so when are you going? Uh, September 28th. Oh, cool. Right on. And that starts... <laughs> Does that, does that start this on the ninth? Isn't the first one? On the yeah, 9th? it was like this week, next week. Yeah, like I know. First week of September. I know Disneyland's is shut. Is a lot of stuff in Disneyland shut down right now for the Hall- Halloween makeover. Um, you got your the Haunted Mansion Nightmare Before Christmas makeover, which I'm going in October, so I'm very excited for the first time I get to see the Haunted Mansion as Nightmare Before Christmas. And never have seen that, so I'm super excited for that. But. Um, yeah, they're, all the decorations are coming. The blinky, inky, blinky, winky, Mickey, that's what everyone calls him. Is You know, the big Mickey at the end of Main Street right there is back, and everyone's excited about it. So it's Halloween time. It's September 1st right now. And, I and those new characters, too. There's going to yeah. be some Agatha yeah. Harkness. Yep. Yeah, the Oogie Boogie Bash has some pretty cool uh, – yeah, that's a good point. Um, Pretty good characters. I, it's it, it's Agatha Harkness, I think. Um, Sid, 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 yep, from and Toy who was, Story. Who was there? Was a third one? Who was the third one? Cruella, Cruella, Cruella yeah. I wonder if it'll be it'll, it's probably Emma Stone, Cruella. I'm assuming they're gonna they'll, they'll probably go that route. Oh. I would think. Well, I would just, assume it would be live action and not an animated yeah. Cruella because yeah. you know they're walking around the parks and all, Sean. Right. Well, <laughs> no, they teasing. have. No, they have, but 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 they have. I'm Cruella. just teasing you. They have yeah. Cruella at Disneyland though, and she's yes. an older lady. Yes. So you know, I don't know if you're, you guys over there at Walt Disney World have cool characters like we do here, but you know that's. <laughs> but. But yes, yeah. I would assume that because they're saying it's a new character that yeah. they're going to go with the younger version of Cruella. Yeah. And um, if if you're a football fan, um, if if you, it, I, I think I know Ethan will get this joke, but Sid, you just need to put Derek Carr out there, and it would be it would be Sid from from from, uh, from Toy Story. So it'd be just a, a, that is true, same guy. But yeah, I like I said, the passes got mine. I'm excited about it. Um, then this just this week they because we talked about the pat me talked about he talked about the magic key and then did we talk about genie ethan when we I were on here i don't think that we did no okay um if we did we're gonna talk about it again because we have sam and brianna here to give their opinions on it but genie genie is it genie plus is that what it's called genie disney genie and genie plus yeah um Sam and Brianna, would you guys pay for a specific? Would you guys pay extra money to ride Rise of the Resistance? I know we did talk about this, Ethan, but I want to get their opinion anyway. So, yeah, would you got? Got it on what? Would you guys pay extra money to ride Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. How much? Um. Did you pay? Did you pay fifty bucks? No, I mean I would probably pay ten to fifteen dollars a person yeah. for it. I think about it like when I go to Six Flags, I know it's something that people don't expect from Disney parks and they're like, oh, we've never had to do this mm-hmm. before. Well, at least not at Walt Disney World. I know you guys had Max Pass and everything um, at Disneyland. But when I go to other theme parks, like I go to Six Flags Great America in Illinois and it's like I have to pay for my fast pass, so to speak, experience. Right. So like I'm paying to skip the line when I go to other theme parks. It was a matter of time before Disney did it. Um, and honestly, 
you can still go to the parks and you can still stand in the standby line and you can still ride the rides. If you choose not to play, to pay for the genie and genie plus, that's fine. Like you are going to pay for the experience that you have. That's right. what I've got to say about that. <laughs> now I know, I know Brianna said before, um, isn't like 150 bucks at universal for the same idea. I'm trying to look. Well, it's not the same idea. You can get a Express Unlimited at Universal mm-hmm. Orlando, which comes out to quite a bit of money. I think on like um, like uh, big summer days, it gets up to two hundred and some dollars. But you are and I have never paid this. I get it uh, free, quote unquote, from um, their deluxe hotels. If you stay in one of them, you get it free for every night that you're there. Um, so honestly, if you are a big family and you're planning on going to universal stay at a deluxe hotel because right. you, you pay for it with, with getting this free express pass, but you get onto every ride as much as you want into the express line, which usually is very, very close to a walk on consistently. Wow. When I have had it, um, I usually am with my cousin who is younger. Um, at the time she was like 14, uh, somewhere between like 11 and 14 is the, like the years that we went and she is, she's not a fan of lines. So, I mean, we could consistently go on rides and the rides that she likes to go on, um, over and over again. So like, mm-hmm. it's, you can constantly be on rides and never have to wait for anything. Um, so it is a bit different than like having to hold like one reservation at a time for the, um, lightning lane, but it also does cost a lot more. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I've, I'm i a huge fan of Max Pass. I thought Max Pass was so cool. Max Pass, because, well, okay, the, the difference between Max Pass and this and this now is that Max Pass, you could you could make your reservations, but they still had, you could still walk up and get free Fast Passes. You didn't have to do it through the, you didn't have to do it through the app. This is, everything is basically paid for. If you're not paying for this service, you're, which is 50, 20 bucks a person. Yeah, family four, it's another 80 bucks. If it's five, that's, you know. It's, it's a lot of money, yes, but you want to enhance the experience, I think, because you don't always get to go to Disneyland or go to Walt Disney World. So I think you would find a way to pay that to make sure that you have that ultimate experience. I think the idea of the genie itself is is a phenomenal idea because it's basically what I do every time we go to a park is they my family tells me what they want to do, and I do that. I, I, I say, hey. Okay, you want to do that? So we'll go here first. We'll go to Breakfast at Plaza Inn. Then we'll go here. Then we'll move down around here. We'll go into Galaxy's Edge, move our way back around. This does it for you because it tells you what you want to do. The, the free service for that, I think, is amazing. I absolutely love that part of it. The paying for the fast passes, I will do it. I don't see why I wouldn't do it. I would pay probably up to $20 for to, to go on Rise of the Resistance because I've said before, when, when me and Lisa went to Disneyland in July we were lucky enough to get the boarding group for rise, but it was the backup group. So we had to run from lamplight lounge, which is in one theme park all the way to rise resistance, which is in the other park, which is probably, I don't know, you know, and we thought we had to hurry quicker than we did. We got there, waited an hour and a half in the line. Cause it was everyone that had their boarding group, their, their backup groups at one time. So it, we didn't get onto it till after 10, which I, to me, we hope we opened the park that day it diminished my thought of rise of the resistance because I was just tired. And I was like, Oh, I waited in line for all this. And if I could pay 20 bucks for me to go on it and be able to just know when I'm going to go on it. Yeah, I would do that. And I think max pass is great. And you also get photo pass with it at Disneyland. So I think it's cool. That's my opinion on it. Um, Ethan, we've, what, 
or say, yeah, video. I think I, I'm probably of the same mindset. Like if it's 20 bucks, I'll probably pay on. I don't know that I'll do it every time that right. I go. I would probably do it maybe once or twice throughout the course of my visits. I don't know that I'd pay for it every time. I think, um, you know, thinking about Walt Disney World and some of the, the attractions that they have coming up that are going to be opening, like Raddy's, uh, Rat- mm-hmm. uh, Ratatouille um, with Remy, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, that roller coaster. I, I'm just trying to think about some of the other big ones, the Tron roller coaster. You know, when those open up, if it's 20 bucks, I'm definitely going to want to pay it. I would even venture to say with the brand new grand opening, if it's $30 or $40, I'd probably pay just so I'm... I can have that effortless experience of just being able to get on and be done with it. Um, so that way I can say before everybody else that I got to get on and um, I went through a carefree experience. I am excited about Genie. Um, I do think that it'll provide, especially those first time goers, an opportunity to plan their day and have something else that will make recommendations on where to go and how to get places and a really time efficient manner. And what I will say is that for the experienced Disney goers like us, we'll probably look at it and go, that guy doesn't know anything. (laughs) Screw Jeannie. He doesn't know. (laughs) Yes. That's my fear is I'm going to be like, that's not how I would have done this. I'm feeling like I I can do this so much better. Please let me fix your Jeannie app. Disney. Let me work the algorithm for just a few minutes for you. Yeah, I know where all the bathrooms are too, uh, you know, so it's, it's, you know, tangled bathrooms are bust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do think, I do think that for like a first time, like family that's going, I do think it'll be a great experience. I think, um, I think those that want to pay for the additional upcharges are going to pay it. And I think those that don't still have the option to utilize the genie right. to get around and, you know, it'll it'll use the algorithm that's set up to to make sure they have a, at least a comfortable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'd be interested to see what comes next because I think that's always just oh, in yeah. my head. Like, what are they going to do to sort of enhance the the program? Um, are they could they make it more expensive? So it's just you know, here's one package deal. Here's the second package deal. Here's a third that's even more expensive, but you know, you get all these extra gizmos and gadgets. You get to go into the front of the line and all that stuff. Well, I like do Brianna think something like that like, has yeah. to come back. Um, the other thing, too, that I'd love your opinion on um, is is the, the thought of dining for the 50th. Do you think that dining will make its way back in? Or do you think it's gone? What, what are your thoughts? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask a question before you guys do that because I've heard that th- th- sure. there's there's dining. Is it dining passes? Or is that what it is? at Walt Disney, Disney dining plan. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't even know what it is. I've heard about it and heard. Okay, cool so thing. everyone keeps saying we they use want it. To come back, we use so. it all the time because we do table service one to two times a day because we mm-hmm. like doing character dining. Like that's Haley's favorite thing to do is character dining. So like one to two times a day, and those add up. So basically, it give uh, what the Disney dining plan does is you can like pre-reserve your dining credits, and then. Um, Basically, like you're paying for your plan ahead of time. So you're not paying at the restaurant. You're not paying like cash for the meal. Um, You are using dining credits instead. So each, so there's like some restaurants are one credits or like table credit, um, table service credit. Some are two. You also have quick service credits that you get and snack credits. So all of that, like if you use your credits wisely, well, I'm going to say used because we don't have it right now. If you use your uh, credits wisely, then 
it definitely saved you money. But again, if you weren't having like consistent table service meals and stuff, because there are a lot of people who don't like to sit down and, you know, have one to two hour long meals, um, then it wasn't worth it. I, Ethan, I would like to see it come back because of the way my family uses it, but I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. Interesting. It's Um, like uh, DVC for food. I'm going to go back because I really didn't get to give my opinion on um, the Disney Jenny. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Oh, you're okay. But um, I started rambling. I'm sorry. I started asking questions. (laughs) Well, I started talking about the universal stuff, but I really didn't get to go into the genie. So the genie, I do think could be interesting. Um, I do think it could help a lot of people. Um, Like everyone else said, like when we start going a lot, we kind of know how we want to do things. This also brings apart, I know a lot of people have kind of talked about um, being on their phones the entire trip because you're constantly looking at it. And I really hope that doesn't negate people from seeing something that like that's in the parks and like veering away because I mean sometimes the most magical times that I have is when I catch something off into my eye and was like oh what's this I don't know what that is I'm gonna go over here and do this oh look that line's short I'm gonna go meet a princess real fast and then have like one of the most like fun yeah. times talking to a princess so I really hope it doesn't negate from that um but I do think it could be very interesting and uh, it's either gonna be I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna like actually end up utilizing it or I'm going to look at it and use it for the first two hours and then be like, nah, I'm going to go do this now and like give up. Um, but I am glad that there's even going to be some sort of updates to the Disney app because it needs it. Yeah. <laughs> it needs it bad. Definitely. So I'm hoping that um, this doesn't crash like the Disney app constantly. Also, I did hear someone, and I didn't think about this right away, is that people coming in from right now, we don't have a lot of international travelers because of COVID, but people coming in internationally who rely on Wi-Fi because they don't have a uh, cell phone service package for the U.S. um, Disney, like if Disney Genie is going to be utilized that much, um, hopefully that Disney's Wi-Fi will be up to standard um, and we'll be able to use because I know sometimes I'm. Uh, It's really not. I was like, sometimes I can use it and it'll be great in like real spots. And then, you know, I, you know, walk 10 feet and it's done like you can't like some days it works great. And then some days it doesn't. Um, I'm needs to add hot spots, more hot spots. (laughs) They're going to do this. So hopefully this won't negate like anyone that's coming in internationally's like effects of doing this um, and how that will end up working out, which I, I don't know if we'll see for a while because of COVID, but I know people are international are definitely itching to travel. So see our I'm friends sorry soon. I skipped you, I'm <laughs> no, you're good. And then <laughs> so, so with, Brianna, what about dining plan then? Um yeah, so dining plan. Um, I have heard people say that uh, because food and wine has started at Epcot, they have noticed that the snack credit symbols are showing up on the Epcot dining. Oh, that's um, exciting. So there is definitely some little whispers and rumors, um, but also nothing officially has came through. Um I am basically the opposite of Sam. I don't ever sit down and eat anywhere. I'm stuffing my face in an Epcot food festival or with Dole Whip's churros and pretzels. And um, that's about it. I I snack constantly. And usually it's 
honestly, I'd probably like sit down meals because honestly, one of the things is, is that it's so hot in Disney World all the time right. that eating is just sometimes awful. Like, yeah. yeah, those are kind of our, like our moments of like reprise with a small child is like yeah. when there's princesses here or other characters. I mean, granted, this is before COVID when dining plan worked for us. Um, and two, it's like we could sit down for a couple hours. We could take a break. Like she could sit in color, do like what she's got to do. And we didn't have to be running constantly because you can't do that with kids. They need breaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got that. We got the food. We got the magic key. So we also have the new annual pass system for Walt Disney World, which was announced what three days ago, two or three days ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about it on the live show and we were starting to get Brianna's opinion and we cut her <laughs> off so we could finish on this to make people come back to this show. But um, yeah. Ethan, kind of give us a rundown of how the pass works. Um, it sounds a lot like the key program, the same kind of thing. Is it a 90 day rolling too? It's or, um, say that one more time. I know Is that with the key, I know with the key, it's that you can have, you can have like mine. I can have four, I can have four reservations in a 90 day window. Is it the same? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So go ahead and, and hit us with the hit us with the information on. Yeah. That. So so real real quick, um, there are let's see the the pixie dust pass, the pirate pass, the sorcerer pass, and the incredit pass. Um, the pixie dust pass is going to be three ninety nine. Um, all of the options that are available have a two hundred five dollar zero percent down with a monthly payment attached to them. Um, so really simple at zero interest. So they're pretty simple math, but, um, the big, the big takeaway, um, from this is that the, the water parks, as well as the photo pass are both add-ons as opposed to being included. So they're both $99. So it's an additional, um, let's just say $200 to add the water parks and the photo passes. Um, this pixie dust pass, which is the, the, the lowest is only available to Florida residents, um, it's got a lot of blackout dates, which a lot of people were a little upset about. And, um, the next pass is the, um, the pirate pass are kind of similar to the gold pass from years past. Um, but six ninety nine, you can hold up to four reservations. There are still a number of blackout dates, uh, that, that, that covers. And this is also only available to Florida residents. Um, the sorcerer pass is $8.99, $63 a month, available to Florida residents and blue card DVC holders. Um, and then last is the Increda Pass, which is available to everyone. Uh, so it's $12.99 or $99 a month. Um, hold up to five park reservations. There are absolutely no blackout dates. And a um, couple other minor things is if you're staying on a Disney resort, I think a lot of people have this question. You can book each day that you're going to be there. So if you're staying at a resort, you have a reservation, you can book each day. You don't have to only have five park reservations. If you're staying for seven days, you can book the seven days. There's no um, there's no additional rule on top of the built-in rule. You still get free parking at the parks and at um, up to 20% on dining and merch, which is great. Um, current annual pass holders do not have to renew on September 8th or or throw away their cards. They can still use their annual passes up until the date that it needs to be renewed. Those people are actually going to receive an additional 15% discount when they, when, and if they renew on uh, the new, the new program. So certainly something to, uh, to, to keep in mind as well as this new program um, is going to sort of extend over to the old program. So uh, people with the old AP pass, are going to be able to set up more reservations than they were in the past. So 
Um, they're, they're doing their best to sort of combine the two. So that way people like me who have the old pass and just renewed a few weeks ago um, can still utilize their pass and not have to renew on September 8th into the new program, drop more money. Um, that would have probably pissed off a lot of people, myself right. included. <laughs> so since you just renewed and you'll, you'll renew, but in like a year, do you still get that discount? The yes. 15 or whatever percent. Okay. Yep. yep. So it's up to 20. I think most places um, within Walt Disney world, especially dining, it's usually up to 15%. And then most of the uh, shopping is 20%. And then they have, sometimes they'll, they'll, um, they'll extend it. They'll do AP 20% off, you know, all over the place, which is always a lot of fun. Um, so as of right now, yes, I should still be able to carry over all those benefits that I had before with my current AP card. Yeah. I love that. It says up to 20%. Like, I'm just like, is that a, a sneaky little language that they're going to be like, here, here's your 5% off. Like, yeah, like up to guys. Like, What's always funny. And, and it's funny. So Jen, my wife, Jen is always on top of that stuff. She'll say they're doing 20% everywhere. Can we go? <laughs> I guess so. Let's go. So that, that, always know, know the days when you I feel like Jen gets whatever she wants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of the women in my life. get whatever. <laughs> my mom um, says something that's like, all right, just, yeah. just let's just do it. So, um, you, so the difference in the passes, I know the map, we talked about this on the other show, the magic, the magic keys. Um, you can only finance, you, you can finance if you live in California. Um, you can finance all of them. The and then there's a Southern California pass. Um, if you don't, then you have to pay for it up front. Mm-hmm. Now, with this pass, you can only finance or you can only can you buy the other ones outright? You can if you it, can buy them outright. For, okay, but you but you if know. you want to finance, you have to get the expensive one if you live out of state, correct? If you're out of state, you only have that one option unless you're DVC. Um, so you are looking at only buying the Incredit Pass, which is twelve ninety nine, so or one thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Um, and, and like I said, with the financing at 0% with 205 down, it's 12 months interest-free, no mm-hmm. prepayment penalty. So it's $99 a month. Um, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still really expensive. Um, right. Brianna, you, you made an awesome point and I don't mean to steal from it, but you really have to look at and figure out as a group and as a family, if it's going to be worth it and you're going to go enough times to make it work for you and your family otherwise you know you've got to look at those traditional you know hopper passes or day passes or whatever the case may be well how much how much is a hopper pass i just i don't have walt disney world roughly one one ninety nine one eighty nine does that sound right ladies so you need to think it's like one eighty nine so you have to go what ten about ten times well about not not even ten so six yeah, about six or seven. Six, times. Yeah, seven but when times like you make it worth it. So like counter that in, like my family of three, that's times right. three. Right. Like for my five year old, that is a lot of money to dish out. It certainly yeah. is. So I'm I'm not about to do it right now. And so, so can you yeah, that's a good point. I mean, can you can you say that in the next year you're gonna go to Walt Disney World seven times to to to, to pay for that? Uh, no, because flights are absolutely ridiculous from Chicago. <laughs> but um, no, too, because our family, like, 
we don't right. get that much vacation time together. Right. Like our, our schedules don't really match up. So no, that's why I don't have a pass right now yeah. because our schedules don't match up. See, I got the the magic key, the the enchant one, which you can have four passes that you can have four reservations in a 90 day period at one time. Like I said on the other show, we go, we're going again in March. So basically my pass is paid for on that trip. We've talked about a few other dates, maybe in January, you know, because there's the flights are differently than, than there are pretty cheap from here down to LA because we're literally like, you know, it's like a two hour flight. So it's not that big of a deal, but, and, I, and I've never had a pass before. So I just wanted to say I have one too. So I think that's cool. But the, the, you know, and yeah, I think four, it's, I think it's five times is what it, it was for it to make sense for us. You know, we'll, we'll go in the next year. The cool thing about that pass too, is that it doesn't go into effect till the first day I use it. Nice. Which I, which I thought was cool. So I bought it already on August 25th. I'm really not going to use it till March like 20th. Yeah. So then I have it from a year from there, which I think is a pretty cool deal so to, to have. Cause when they raise the price next year at this time, I'll still have mine for another six months after that. So that'll be yeah. nice. I, you know, I yeah, just, it's odd. That, it's, it's odd that you have to, that I, 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 I couldn't do a monthly payment, but you can, if you do the most expensive one, I just found that really odd, yeah. you know, yeah, I think it's interesting why that becomes a difference between coast to coast things. Um, but uh, yeah, I am very happy that Disneyland um, don't start until you go into the park. I've mm-hmm. definitely been looking into getting one again. Um, I'm trying to figure out my life, like will I be back on the West Coast after right. uh, the new year? or um, And then I am going, hopefully going in September along with like the Oogie Boogie Bash. I do already have my tickets for that, but like how many days will I actually be in Disneyland, not at the party and kind of deciding if it's worth it. Also, Mm -hmm. so many of the reservations are selling out right now. Um, So I've got to kind of watch that before I make my full decision. Yeah, we Um, did the Enchant one, which was 649, which I I, I think is not bad at all. So that's that's like four and a half trips. Yeah, I think that was the one I was looking at um, mostly. Um, I did do like a little bit on the, uh, Disney, the Walt Disney world app. Um, so uh, five days with a park hopper. Um, now this is in September, which is kind of the off season. So tickets are probably a little cheaper come out to like 500. So this is seven days for a park hopper for seven days, um, $571. So you would need three full weeks worth of trips to like, um, justify your uh, $1,300. And And that's not including flying for those of us who have a flight. (laughs) Or uh, accommodations. That's crazy when you put it that way. That's, wow. I do do think, and I'm working specifically off of my own reasoning and my own speculation, (laughs) I do think in order for like the people that are on the outside of Florida, I do think that they're going to have to come up with an option that's like, 749 i think it's going to have to include you know a few like it's going to have to include weekends it's going to have a few weekends in there and i do think it's going to have to be um all encompassing so it's for the general public of the united states and the world and canada yeah. and the uk mm-hmm. i think they're going to have to have that type of option within this because to ask any family of 4 or 5 or 6 to dish out and, and plan three, at least three weeks of vacations with no vacation with, with no weekends, basically. Right. Gonna, you know, it's, so it's going to be <laughs> like, really I would difficult. get, I would get rid of the park hopper and do one park per day. If I could have weekends. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think I think that'll be an option where it's no park park hopper. I think that's um that's really logical. And then at seven forty nine, here's an option. And I think you know. And the other thing too is you've kind of got to decide like who within the family is like for, for us, like it almost makes more sense for Jen where she goes so frequently to get the Increda pass. And I would only do like the sorcerer or right. I could even do the pirate pass because yeah, I but have... then there are those of us who don't have that Florida option. Like exactly. I live in Indiana. So it's like, no, nope, right. I can only get one pass and yeah. it's expensive. Exactly. So I do think that Disney has to come up with something to, appeal to more people because yeah. otherwise they're they're gonna lose people they're gonna lose a lot of people with that 1299 and it being so cut and dry like here it is this is it yeah i'm very surprised that they have so many passes for florida residents like yeah. i mean i get it they're the big ones that go they go all the time but like and i even remember when they were kind of talking about this with the pandemic it's the day tickets that they make their most money off of it's the people coming in for these long vacations yeah. that are that they're making their most money off of and they make it so cheap for Florida residents to be in there constantly. And I mean, good for them. I mean, if Florida wasn't, so, I mean, I'll go to Florida and live for a while and go to Disney all the time. Like, I mean, right. take advantage of this. Definitely. I'm not right. like trying to bash any Florida residents for going all the time. Like there are people that move there to do that. And I think that's fun and awesome. Um, but it just kind of surprises me that that was kind of the direction they took with these annual passes that they, they had, had a lot of cheap options, yeah. resident only yeah. options. <laughs> Whereas yeah, honestly, I mean, they probably could have made more money doing it the other way because yeah. those Florida residents are still going to pay. Right, they're still like, going to want to be in the park. They moved there exactly. to be in the parks. Okay. And honestly, yeah, if I move there to be in the parks, I'll pay thirteen hundred dollars for a pass to have and no blackout. And especially because you dates. don't have to have a flight, and you don't have to have a flight. Yeah, right. like oh, I can go. Right. What it be twenty one days in a year? I can do that if I'm a Florida resident. No issue. Like I would have no issue paying thirteen hundred dollars if I lived in Florida. Yeah, no, my rent <laughs> flights are like nine hundred dollars a person. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Not good. Yeah, flights are ridiculous right now. Well, That's, Chicago point, is expensive to fly out of too. Yeah, I was like, and it's just like that was actually one of the tips that I would love to do at some point. But I have found that this year is completely unpredictable. I used to be able to know exactly what I was going to pay anytime I flew before I even looked at tickets. I have no idea anymore. And honestly, every single time I have flown this year, my flight has been delayed yeah. by hours. <laughs> like it's it's becoming ridiculous. So. Dang. Uh, traveling's just not fun right now. <laughs> so it sounds like in our and the group of us four here, I wouldn't buy one at all because I've never been there. So and I just bought the other one. Um, Brianna would if she could live there. Sam yeah. would if Sam would if flights were cheaper. Ethan might because he has property there or something. I understand. Yeah, I, we're we're gonna end up renewing again. Um, yeah. You know, it, it'll be a slight discount, which is good. And I will, I won't, I won't go as frequently as Jen will. So I will definitely buy a cheaper of the passes. So Brianna, we are moving in with Ethan. That's Got awesome. it. <laughs> I mean, and we're getting passes. We, Honestly, we can, that, we, we can make that happen. It's really quite easy. It's a, I was gonna, a, a huge system flaw that I figured out a long time ago. You understand? Yeah, we're, recording, we're recording uh, this, right? We, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. But I mean, as I someone that travels for a living, too. I have learned how to become a resident of every state that I've okay. ever lived in. <laughs> open a bank account in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, Brianna, where do you at? Where are you actually from? I mean, do you Ohio. have like a? Is that where license? She's from the is? Midwest. Yeah, well, Ohio Ohio's license. Where, yeah, I have Ohio driver's license. I okay. actually flew back to Ohio last week to go renew my driver's license. <laughs> oh, wow. 
yeah. Well, next time you fly over me, just wave. Okay. I usually get delayed in Chicago, so <laughs> because that's been my life. I've been delayed you. everywhere. <laughs> I it literally have. I've been stuck at so many airports. I I hate it. It's driving me absolutely. Insane. Do we have any more news? Um, no, that's really or are good. we ready for? Uh, let's do the Imagineer focus, and then get some get yeah. some travel tips, and we'll wrap her up because it's okay. later. It's late for Ethan and Sam, so let's let's get it. It's later here. for Ethan than it is for yes. for me. But um, okay, just so I'm actually, tomorrow anyway, so it's fine. Oh, he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm super excited about the Imagineer tour tonight because I'm going to be telling you guys about Sam McKim. Anybody know who Sam McKim is? Okay. Um, no. He okay. So a lot of people don't know who Sam McKim is, and that's okay because he actually his first role that he auditioned for or applied for with Disney was one that he didn't get. He was twelve years old, and he wanted to, or he auditioned for Pinocchio, the voice of Pinocchio. Oh, wow. did not get it in nineteen thirty-seven. Um, so then he started being extras in some Disney films, like um. The Lone Ranger, Three Musketeers. Like, he liked Western-type things. Um, So he was a a voice actor. He was an extra for a while. He did go to art school. And then he went away to war. And when he came back, he went to Chouinard for advanced art. And he got offered a job in um, playing a role in – let me remember the name of it – Oh, goodness. Oh, The Long Gray Line with uh, Tyrone Power, Maureen O'Hara, and Ward Bond. And he said, no, I kind of want to pursue art. So his director said to him, well, Disney needs some, like, concept art done, some sketches done for something called Disneyland. Would you mind going and, you know, can we loan you to them? And he said, sure. So six months before Disneyland opened, he went over and started sketching um, for them. He actually had his hands in every single land in opening day Disneyland. Um, and for so 30 years after, 20-something, 30 years after, um, every World's Fair attraction, he was involved in all four of them. He was the person who sketched great moments with Mr. Lincoln. So he drew the animatronic before it became an animatronic. Um he was beloved among all of the Imagineers that worked with him. Like our legends all worked with him, loved him. Basically, like if there was a problem, they knew that he would be able to solve it because he was so detail oriented and he researched everything super thoroughly. So they all love that about him. I do have a couple of quotes from Marty and John Hench. So Marty said, I worked with Sam on many projects and you always knew you were in good hands, not only because of his drawing skills, but because he was the quintessential researcher. You could bank on Sam digging out the real meat of any subject and offering a gem everyone else missed. His early black and white sketches of Main Street and Frontierland are inspirational, still among the very best ever drawn for Walt Disney theme park attractions. He was also as fine a gentleman as you would ever want to know. I mean, like Marty Sklar saying that about you. Hello. (laughs) And then John Hench said, Sam was the greatest to work with. He loved this company and his enthusiasm was always contagious. Once he got involved in anything, no matter how problematic, you always knew everything was going to be okay. If I ever needed to hear the truth about something, I always went to Sam. Um, 
Unfortunately, he passed away in 2004. He was 79 years old. And um, he's got one of my favorite, like, imagineering quotes of all time. He said that for him, happiness in one's career is the measure of success. So he's had a lot of happiness and he should know. So basically, he was the guy who said, if your job makes you happy, that's how you know you've been successful. And I love that. I love that. So that was Sam McKim. He was the detail guy for Imagineering. And he had his hand in pretty much everything as an artist. I thought you were going to say John Hench's quote. He was cranky when he said that because it seems like John Hench is really cranky. has a lot of cranky comments all the time. John Hench is cranky, though. Oh, come on. Did John you Hench, watch the Imagineering like story? He was not happy with, with Disney's California Adventure being built. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, sorry. I don't necessarily blame him. His, like, he liked things being the way they, like, he liked classic. Right. Like, he's John Hench. You cannot John argue Hench. with John Hench. That's true. That's true. Because he'll just make some smart-ass comment to you, so that's fine. But thank you for your for your focus there on welcome the imagineer and we will wrap it up with brianna who loves to give us some travel tips some travel ideas some uh something to pack we need to think of a cool (laughs) name for this for this segment yes um i I don't know yeah okay i'll I'll, I'll try to think of something (laughs) okay even the idea guy now even come up with it i mean i'm sure it'll be better than uh wait ethan's (laughs) gonna be like our sam mckim he's gonna be the detail guy <laughs> All right. All right. So um this was kind of what I was starting before I disappeared forever. But um so I hope that all of my uh details are still correct. Um but so basically what I was gonna start doing is just going through and giving a, a rundown of different uh hotels at Walt Disney World, um breaking them down by their price points. So the value moderate deluxe resorts. Um just kind of doing like a quick, you know, like dummy's guide to what you want. So you just kind of have that little snapshot. It's broken down easy, just uh, yeah. bullet points. So a fantastic like, idea, Brianna. <laughs> yeah. So that way that you're not digging through tons of information um, to try to figure out what resort's best for you. Um, so basically we'll start this week with the value resorts. Now the value resorts are the all-star resorts, um, which um, if Sam or Ethan may be able to help, from what I have understood, sports and music is not open at the moment. Is this correct? Because I thought they had reopened, and Mo- then I was reading movies. Is, movies is open, and music and sports, from what are I understand, still, are yeah. not closed. Yep. And last I looked, it looks like music will should be open in September, and they're aiming for sports in December. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any official dates because i just tried to fake book a music resort and i couldn't like even for like this yeah no nothing's been officially announced yeah (laughs) Yeah, so those look tentative at the moment um so the all-star resorts which is yeah movies sports and music and then we have our pop century resort and art of animation um so the um so i'll just kind of go through all the all-star resorts even though they're not open if people are planning a trip for next year hopefully they will have it at hand um so we start with the sports music and movies um all-star sports which is again so a sports theme um your it's kind of averaging around 110 ish dollars a night usually on the off season and then it will go up during you know more prime seasons um they have uh, big oversized sports decor. Um, I guess great if you have a lot of uh, 
fans of sports in your family, a lot of younger kids that play sports, this might be a good one for them. There's like big footballs and helmets, tennis rackets. They have a surfside pool. Um, they are, they have standard rooms only and they have not fully remodeled. They are remodeling, going through and remodeling all of the all-star resorts. Um, they have not fully remodeled or I don't even know fully if they've started remodeling the sports one yet. Um, and I do not know if it will be fully remodeled when they open, but um, if a remodeled room is definitely on like your list of must haves, uh, definitely check before booking with sports because it has not been remodeled yet. I but feel like a lot of those plan. projects have been put on hold for now. Yeah. It looks like, and I think they are finishing up music, but I think they was because they were like in the middle of music and you can't just like leave so much like undone. So when sports and I even looked like they have like music and uh, movies, like pictures of updated rooms on the website and sports is still the old model pictures. So um, that is something important to you. Definitely check before you book on sports. Um, This one, because there is one bus route for all of the um, all-star resort hotels. This one is the first on the bus, like, stop so um if that's important to you to make sure like um usually i feel like people think that they're going to be guaranteed a better seat or a better spot on the bus um a little bit shorter of a wait um when you're coming back through so if that's important to somebody that is the first one on the bus route and uh so next we would go to the all-star musics this one had they have been starting to remodel um Hopefully they would let you know kind of what's going on. I did read some stuff on the remodeling and I know at points when they're doing these remodeling, it's kind of hit or miss on what room you're getting. Um, So just again, if that's important, uh, movies is your way to go because it is remodeled. Um, But they also have oversized music decor. So it's big. Um, They're the second on the bus route. So you're kind of in the middle when you're on music on the music side and they have standard rooms and family suites. And this will be the cheapest like family suites that you can get like on property. So if you're looking for something with bigger rooms, uh, music is going to be your option. Brianna, do the all-star resorts also do preferred rooms? Yes, they have preferred and I don't know if it's value or standard, probably standard is what it's called. So preferred rooms are going to be closer to the lobby and closer to when you're getting off the bus because these are very large resorts. And um, with the standard room, you could be walking quite a bit of distance back to your room. Um, And the preferred rooms are closer to the bus stop, the lobby, the dining and um, like gift shops and stuff. Yes. Um, That way. So if that's something, especially after long days. My feet hurt at Disneyland. So if you are... Or if you have to carry a toddler back with you. Yeah. Yeah, So definitely something to consider um, because it's, I want to say like a $30 to $50 up, like up from the standard room on price wise. And that might be something that's definitely uh, doable for your family. If that's something that you prefer, like look into it because I could say actually save you a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, so movies, this is kind of your most Disney resort. It's got a lot, um, theming to Disney movies, uh, Toy Story, 101 Dalmatians and, um, uh, Fantasia. Yeah. Uh, so this one has standard size rooms. They're all remodeled. Um, they have a, a queen bed and then like a Murphy bed that pulls down and then you can put it up to save some room in your room during the day, which does definitely give you some extra space. Um, 
I have never stayed in one of these, but every report I've got is that these Murphy beds are comfortable and they are not like, well, so. are they like the ones at pop century where it's yes. like the table and then you pull it down? It's, it yeah. literally is exactly like the other queen bed. Yeah. It so. just hides in the wall. <laughs> that's right. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's always something. Cause I remember when I first was looking into booking one of these resorts, I was like, is this bed going to like fall like on me? Like what's yeah, going to happen? It is, it's like, going to spring up when I step off of like when I sit up in the morning. Like no, they're, they're safe. It's solid. It's safe, solid beds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like, am I going to need like three people to pull it down? Like I was like very, I was like, well, why are they doing you can do this? it with but, one hand. It's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, I think all those concerns have definitely been thought through. They did really well with these and it is a great space saver for like when people are getting ready in the morning so if you have a family and you need that little extra space it actually does help quite a bit or if you need like somewhere to eat um, yeah too because that you know you don't want kids eating in beds necessarily because they're <laughs> gross um but brianna i wanted to make a quick comment about all-star resorts so i know a lot of people are like oh it's the all-star resorts but honestly like if you have a large family or even like a family at all like kids your kids don't care what your resort looks like. Like if this is your once in a lifetime Disney trip and you can't afford something else, like that's fine. Like go Mm -hmm. for the all-star resort. Your kids are going to remember it. They're going to love it. You're not going to spend that much time in your room. They're going to want to be hanging around in the courtyards, like seeing all these gigantic, amazing things that they have for kids to look at. Um, They're going to want to be in the pools. It drives me insane when pools, when kids would rather be in the pools than in the parks. Because I swear that is every child. I don't know what is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with my child? But she does that too, um, and she's a Disney kid. But I mean, I would say it's definitely worth it for families to look into. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. Like they have these big, like grandiose decor. It is definitely aimed towards like kids and having fun times. Like, and you're just sleeping there. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like I have am in the parks, not open because I am lazy and I don't get up in time to ever I've rope dropped once at Disneyland and that is it um but I know that I am I know <laughs> look at Sean's face we are a rope <laughs> drop we are yeah. rope, rope drop to kiss goodnight family yeah. So. yeah but I will be there until the park closes an hour after because I want empty pictures on Main Street type of person coming back like dragging my feet flopping like dropping into bed falling asleep and waking up and getting ready the next morning. And that is, that is the extent of my hotel stays. So. No, I, I totally agree with, with, with what you're saying. How, how close is this? How close is this to the park, to the park? Yeah. I was like, you're still on property, but you're, but like, you're not. It depends close. on how long, like, well, it depends on if your bus fills up on the first stop or not. That's why if they have to stop. Yeah, if they have to stop at all of the other all-star resorts, um, it takes a little bit longer for people to load in stuff, especially if they've got strollers they need to fold up and kids to get situated. But I mean, honestly, you just account for that in your time. Most kids get up early, like they get up at the butt crack of dawn. (laughs) Like, for lack of a better word, kids get up early. It's annoying. But (laughs) I say that because I mean, I'm a mom and I get up at 5 30 in the morning. But <laughs> we stay right across the street from Disneyland. And I'm yeah. fine with it. I'm Harbor Boulevard, if you know Disneyland, that's where you go. Anaheim Desert Inn and Suites, Del Sol Inn, Best Western, Grand Legacy. I mean, they're all Yeah, ama- but the Walt Disney am- World Resort is huge though. Right. It's 
It's huge. It is not yeah, condensed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these value resorts are going to be further away, but honestly, you're still getting to be on property, be on property. They're a great price. Um, and they there really is can- nothing like staying on property. Yeah. No matter where you're staying on property, like, yes, there are places that it's like a better experience, but you're still on property and there's some, like, it's, it's notable. Mm-hmm. Well, the nice thing too, about the, the all-star resorts is you have sort of three different options within the, mm-hmm. that value. So if you have kids, you know, you have movies to choose from, you have music to choose from, and you have sports to choose from, which, you know, depending on your dynamic as a family, you do sort of have that luxury of being able to choose which one suits your family the best and the theming um i personally can attest to the sports one is not necessarily the best one to be staying at in my opinion unless you have kids that are absolute sport fanatics um just because there's always like sport groups there already (laughs) yeah because of competitions and stuff exactly so you're dealing with that additional noise of like kids who know each other being together Whereas at least with the other the other two, you don't necessarily have that overall happening very frequently. So it's yeah. not as loud. But I think when you put a group of kids who know each other in a situation like that, it can just it gets really loud. Um, it is. They're practicing football in the courtyard or practicing their cheers. And it's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to swim in the pool. Right. Um, but we love that, you know, Disney gives a safe space for kids to do that and like, you know, have their competitions. Um, I know they use worldwide or the wide world of sports for a lot of stuff, but that's no more. But, um, but honestly, I think the biggest setback is the bus situation, but for us, like we rent a car. So we have transportation to get us to the parks. Like, so you, it's just knowing what's going to work best for your family. Right. So if you think that your kids can't wait for, you know, a 35, 40 minutes bus, you could always get a car too. If you don't have a preferred room, um, save yourself some money. If you're saving money on your room, you could get a car and save that for your family. Because I mean, the only resort I think, like I know Pop Century has their own buses, but most other resorts share buses anyways, right? Most of them do. I, I, yeah. I was like, I could go on about how much I hate the Disney buses. But yeah, so we only we, we do too. I I um I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan. I will take it like if my husband has gone back earlier before me, um, with our daughter, like if she's tired and I've decided I'm gonna stay until like the kiss goodnight or something, I will dreadfully take the resort bus back. Yeah. But we always usually have a car. Um, so I, I think that's another option for that, res- for that set of resorts, the all stores, I think, you know, if you don't have a car, what, what, or even when you, when you do have a car, the only bus ride that tends to really make sense is that bus ride over to the magic kingdom, because it brings you right to the front gate. You don't have to go to the ticket and transport center. Or do the trolley or, do, or the, right. the, exactly. so the that's, ferry. that tends to be. You know, as someone who rents a car also, that tends to be the best bus ride at almost any resort except for the monorail locations and, and the you know, Wilderness Lodge. That's another one where you can take the boat. So the others, I always say if I'm going to take the bus at least once, I'm going to take it to and from the Magic Kingdom. Yes. I think that's the best bus ride that they offer. 
I just wish there were more of them and I could have my own private little section. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish the Skyliner went everywhere, to be completely yeah, honest. Absolutely. Cool. Like um, <clears throat> I was like, I, I, I've talked to tons about how I get motion sick. I get motion sick on the Skyliner and I would <laughs> still take it absolutely everywhere right. because it is so efficient. <laughs> like, well, those are cool. Um, I'm glad you're doing those focuses. What's the yes. next one we're going to do next next time? Or is there more? Well, I still got time? two more resorts to go through. Oh, geez. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's three whole resorts at Disneyland, so that's, that's all I know. Okay, go yeah, ahead. It's, um, so the next one will be <clears throat> Art of Animation. This one is going to be a bit more expensive, um, but it Love does it. have the most themed Disney rooms that you're going to get. Um, so you're going to have, they do have a large pool. Um, you're going to have standard rooms and suites. Uh, so these suites are themed to Nemo cars and Lion King. And then your standard room is uh, the little mermaid. Um, this is the most expensive of the value resorts, but again, you are, you are immersed into these rooms. They are, they have, they, Everything is themed in these rooms. So if you have a kid that loves one of these movies, go for it. Or if you love one of these movies, go for it. They're beautiful. And um, the pool is amazing at AOA. And it's a Skyliner Resort. Yeah. So um, the Skyliner is technically like at the Pop Century, but you are close enough with Art of Animation to walk to the Skyliner, which is going to get you to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So, and again, we just talked about the Skyliner a uh, very efficient way to travel. Um, usually, like, every time I have rode, I've either rode with one other group, and I know during COVID that they had like stopped putting um, non-family or non-group members um, with other groups, so it was just your group. But even times that I have I have rode without any other people, very minimal lines, even in like the big like spots where you have to transfer uh, gondolas, I've never waited on long lines for the Skyliner. So a very efficient way to travel. And honestly, you get to see a lot. It's a lot of fun. I, I love the Skyliner. Um, and then Pop Century. Pop Century is themed to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, they also have um, a big pool. They're decor in um, different toys and fashion and like just like the the pop figures of this time, those time periods of these decades, um, they only have standard rooms, um, but they are all fully remodeled. They have the Murphy bed that we've talked about. Um, so it kind of gives you that extra space. Um, one thing I noticed when I was looking through uh, tons of outlets for all of your phones and electronics to charge. I hate when I go to hotels and they've got like two outlets everywhere. So and I was like, I've got my my phone, my portable charger, my camera, like, you know, everything needs to be charged <laughs> to get back uh, into the parks. <laughs> and tie-dye cheesecake is actually pretty yes. and delicious. They do but have you a really good... You can only get it at Pop Century. Yes. Their food court. <laughs> Pop Century has a really good food court. Um, but like Ethan was saying earlier about, like, sports teams and stuff, they use Pop Century a lot, too. So you will have, like, large groups of kids, like, running down the halls <laughs> and stuff. Um, but, I mean... Their kids being kids depends on your level of tolerance for that. Yeah, no. out of all of them, I think Pop Century is my favorite. It's my the- favorite value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I-, I think the theming is done really well. I like the the um, just the resort itself is 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 very nice. I think compared to the others, and it's I mean they're all very similar, but I think that in terms of theming, I tend to like that one the most. Yeah, this one's got yeah, it's got a good theme. Like we said, um, you could walk from Art of Animation to the Skyliner. This one is a Skyliner resort. The Skyliner is right yeah. there. Um, 
great efficient way to travel. And then you've also got the buses, which I know we have dogged on a lot, but they Pop are Century gets their own buses. <laughs> yeah, Pop Century does get their own buses, and um, it is the I guess free way to travel um, around the parks. It does take some time, but Walt Disney World is very large, and everywhere kind of takes some time. But this it's what they offer and it's kind of that kind of that perk of being on property that you have these transportation options even though sometimes they're not always the best you still have those perks and they're there to take advantage of <laughs> all right those are all of them and i hope next week we will um go over the moderate resorts also when we get full details on like disney genie and disney genie plus i really want to be able to break all of that down at some point because i think there's a lot of because we we, we we've got the idea but we haven't really got to see any of the details so hopefully we can break that down in some sort of audio form and nice well i appreciate it extra magic hour is at an hour look at that we did it i could ask and, and just so we know i do have a working title for brianna um, it is uh, Brianna's bag of Disney traveling tips. We've got a cool Disney be- bag with a B on it. I mean, it's All just right. a, yeah. I, I uh, like it. Uh, boom! Right there, he does that. It's like your Mary. It's like your Mary Poppins pulling. I know. That's well. I just you kept saying how many things you have, and I was just like, wow, she's probably got a big bag. I. I do, and if if I had a, like I I'm not gonna walk into my room right now. But there's a giant chair in my room that is full of lounge fly backpacks. There we go. There we go. <laughs> like, oh my heart! I just got a new lounge fly. We'll talk that, about that later. That. So you know, I just got a new Mickey one. It's right here. Let me grab <laughs> no, it. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to talk off here. But uh, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. I'm glad Extra Magic Hour is back. Yeah, we have a good crew. We're gonna be here every two weeks now. Some of us will be here yes. every two weeks, no matter what. We're going to bring us the Imagineer stuff, some little bit of parks news, talk about all the resorts and stuff. I appreciate all of you guys so much. All the listeners, thank you so much. And from all of us at the Extra Magic Hour, hope you have a magical day. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Cool.